a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What do you do when your rebrand goes beyond just changing uh, some colors and the image of your company? Sometimes it needs a little bit more. That's what we're going to be talking about here on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns. I'm joined today by Russell Kotcher, president of YK Communications. Russell, thank you for joining me. Sure. Glad to be here, Andy. We are here live at the, um, the TSTCI Marketing, Accounting, and Customer Service Conference in Austin, Texas. And uh, we've got a couple of episodes to record here, but uh, this one, actually, I heard Russell present, you were on a panel um, at the NTCA conference in Charleston, the marketing conference. That's correct. And uh, we couldn't get together then, uh, but I'm glad it worked out where we were able to get together now. Your presentation then uh, was about rebranding, and it really... It almost goes beyond rebranding um, with what what happened at uh, Ganado and then now YK. Um, but then your, your topic that you spoke on yesterday here at this conference was um, customer service. So we'll touch on both of those. But let's get into the rebrand first because um, to me what was interesting with this one, uh, you know, all, all rebrands are interesting to me. It's kind of, you know, one of the, the, the pinnacles of, of what we do as marketers um, right. to completely reestablish an identity. Um, but what y'all did at, at YK, or what was at the time Ganado, you had some challenges, not just in the name, but in the, the layout. We'll get into that. Just first off, what was the idea? You'd been Ganado for a long time and since, decided you needed a change. Right. Since 1948, it was Ganado Telephone Company. And um, in the, the mid-90s, when we started handling some of the deregulated services, is when we created YK Communications. And um, we could see that, that YK was going to be the future for the company. It was um, the products and services that everybody wanted. It had a, a much more progressive feel. Um, you know, the, the colors and the, the branding, everything was much more modern. And it was the idea of the direction we wanted to go towards. And so that's why it, it, it made so much sense for us to um, basically let Ganado start doing business as YK Communications. And that was a change that was not maybe universally accepted right off the bat, it sounded like. You had some, some struggles with the divisions uh, inside the company, it sounds like. Right. Well, and, and some of the divisions between the company is what prompted the, the change. And I would okay. say it probably took a year and a half to two years to fully understand where we needed to go and to kind of start laying the groundwork to make it happen. But um, to me, what was the most obvious thing is to, to sit back and spend a little time in the customer service and in the sales departments and to, to just as a, you know, a, a new person coming into the company um, and kind of looking at things with fresh eyes to see as a customer, this is not how I would want this to work for me. And, um, you know, to have that where this department handles this service, that department handles this service and, you know, just needing to, to, create that environment where we come in and take care of the customer with, with one person and, and one set of services, not to, to be a divided front from the get-go for the customer. And that came down to, I mean, if I remember right from the presentation, you actually had some physical barriers with the way the building was laid out. Right. I mean, the, the building that, you know, it's kind of funny, the building was 
built in the in the eighties, and that's where all of the the regulated services were were office out of. That was the telephone company, and so we added onto the building, and and YK Communications was connected on the back end, but from the front, it was two separate entrances, and it would kill me whenever I would see customers come in and they would sign up for telephone service on one side of the building, and if they wanted anything else, whether it was the video product or broadband internet or security, they had to physically walk out the door and take you know two doors down to wow. go in and, and see a totally another set of people who they knew we were related somehow on the back end you know Ganada Telephone owns YK but why can't you guys take care of me in, in one location and so when when I witnessed a, a customer being asked to step out the door and go two doors down to sign up for internet down there it was when kind of the light bulb went off and said guys, this is not right and we've got to fix this. Sure. And what did you do to fix it? So basically, um, we decided to, we filed for a DBA. Uh, we let YK start doing business as, or I'm sorry, we let Ganada Telephone start doing business as YK Communications. I think one of the things that was the biggest physical change is we locked the door to the old telephone company. We frosted the glass and uh, put up a sign that said we're now at 109 West Putnam and put an arrow kind of the direction for two doors down. Um, we totally gutted the, the lobby and um, created this, this nice modern space for customers to come in and get all services. Uh, telephone service, internet, security, all of that is handled by one group of people. Um, all of our sales folks, they sell it all now. And um, you know, the customer can come in and, and sign up for, for everything dealing with one person. Those people that typically um, sold the voice services on the telephone company side, um, we actually kind of changed their role and made them more of a back office in a billing department. Um, they weren't as seasoned and as um, comfortable in the sales process, upselling, cross-selling. And it was one of those things that we tried training those individuals. We tried to give them the tools um, that they needed to, to learn that. It was just something that was somewhat ingrained in them to have that old regulated mindset. We led in with credit checks, deposits, um, regulatory fees, things like that. Where That that always came first and the benefits of the service came second and we needed for our services to be led with this is how this service is going to make your life better so our sales folks were were groomed with that they uh, did a great job at it so we let them do the sales part and we let the the telephone company um, folks actually start doing the back office the billing they were very good at you know, all those regulatory fees and to, to keep us in line in the, the billing systems and to make sure that the orders were processed correctly. They were great at that thing. And so rather than trying to force people into things that they weren't naturally good at, we decided let's let them do what they're rock stars at sure. and, and make it work for us. So we shifted people around a little bit, put everybody where they could use their strengths. And I I mean, it's one of those things I can't imagine going backwards at this point. Sure. That sounds like solid management, you know, put people where, where, they're, where they can thrive. Right. Now, and we'll get to the, uh, the credit check uh, in a minute because I know that's something you brought up with the customer service presentation. Mm -hmm. But just for a little bit of background, what is YK? Where does that name come from? And why did you decide that that was the way to go for the new brand instead of, you know, instead of moving Ganado 
into YK, you could have, I guess, moved YK into Ganado and kept that name. Where does the name YK come from? Why did you decide to go that way instead of the other way? Well, YK Communications, the YK stands for Young and Kutcher. It's the, the two owning families of the, the company. Um, and there were a couple, two main reasons. Um, YK Communications, we felt like the communications is is the future for the company versus a name with the word telephone in it. Sure. Um, sometimes, and I think what we're seeing in our industry is that having the word telephone or telco or that sort of thing in your company name is just a, an automatic negative thing to the customer. Mm. Um, maybe not in every situation, but you know, as far as advanced communications and a place that you can get gig service and, you know, just that quality broadband, I'm not so sure that telephone company is, is what needs to be, um, the brand for that, that product and service. The other thing is, is that when we started out as Ganado Telephone Company in 1948, we had one exchange, and that was the community of Ganado. Okay. We moved, uh, purchased two other exchanges in 1996, and then as we're uh, just now kicking off our CLEC um, and going into a neighboring community, it no longer made sense to be just Ganado Telephone Company when we were serving multiple communities. Sure. So the the identity of the company has changed, and kind of the name is now catching up to that. So right. Makes right. a lot of sense. Well, let's get into it a little bit then um, with the, the customer service presentation, because I know you said uh, in Charleston, you said it again yesterday, that it really um, irked you or, or it really got on your nerves. And I can understand why that the first thing you felt like folks were hit with as soon as they walk in the door is that that credit, you know, we right. need your credit check almost before we even talk. Right. And I know that what you know, a lot of what you shared yesterday, you've only got a few seconds to really make that first impression on somebody, exactly. whether it's after a rebrand or whether it's a new customer, whatever it is, you know, the science and, and I've presented on it before that, you know, the, the science, you've just got milliseconds before people make all kinds of judgments about how this service experience is going to go. Exactly. So how did y'all change that? What did you, what did you do instead of hitting them with credit checks as soon as they walk in? Uh, obviously you still have to do that, I would imagine, but, but how have you changed that customer service experience for folks? Well, like I said, the you know you do you have just a very short amount of time, and so what we decided from a management standpoint is let's let's break down some of those barriers that stand between the customer and the service. Um, let's find the opportunity to to you know put that that sales hat on and, and really really sell the service, sell the benefits of it. Um, that was one of the reasons that when we redid the the lobby and, and created that space when customers you know when they first walk in the door, we wanted something that felt you know, fresh and new and, and modern and something that embraced technology rather than coming into a, a traditional um, kind of a waiting room lobby field. We wanted to be able to put their hands on on tablets and notebooks and, and some of the, the security alarm panels and things like that and to see it firsthand, touch it, feel it, and, and to, to stand at a, a station and, and download a, a video on a, on a 20 meg package versus a 100 meg package versus a gig and, and uh-huh. see the difference in it. That's um, a great idea. So right. Y'all actually have something there where they can do that. Right. And whether you want to use the standard uh, notebooks that we have um, in our, our lobby that are kind of set up, if you want to bring your laptop in and plug them into those different speeds and, and do the things that you try to do at home on a you know, three or 10 meg package, let's, let's bump it up to a 50 or 100 and let's see you know, how that changes the experience for you on your own device. Um, so we, you know, like I said, and it was kind of the, the quote that I, I let in yesterday on the presentation is 
customers pay so much more attention to, to what you do and what you deliver than what you say you're going to deliver. So when you can actually put that technology in their hand right away, it's it's hard to let go of it. Sure. I, and I think it was that the Benjamin Franklin quote, right. um, but well... Well done is better than well said. Exactly. So, and he exactly. probably was not talking about gigabit internet, but I think it I think it still applies. So. Sure. Um, there are two more things I want to follow up on mm-hmm. the customer service uh, presentation. Uh, you talked about being local and then your two plus two plus two uh, follow up. So let's talk about local first, uh, because this is something I think folks, uh, and it's a fine line to walk, as, as you said yesterday in your presentation. Um, because being local, locally based is such a major asset for so many independent um, telcos. Is. But at the same time, you got to bring more to the table than that. And I right. think that's what you were, you were getting at yesterday in your presentation. Right. I, I think the whole idea of being local is is crucial, and it's it's something that you know you've you've got to be a part of that community, and you've you've got to team with the leaders in the community and be there. But I think so many folks in our industry have has allowed that that local presence to be a crutch on what you base your competitive edge on. You can't base 100% of your um, your company on just being local. And that's why, and like I said yesterday, whenever I was at the one seminar and I remember a guy saying if, if local was a competitive edge, Walmart wouldn't be in business today. And that just really stuck with me. And so sure. I've, I've tried really hard to, when people say, tell me about your company or tell me about your services and, and what's so great about it, you know, I'll, I'll try to find a way to, to bring in that, that local piece of it. But I almost kind of let that be the final piece and kind of that warm and fuzzy feel good piece of, of what we do and why we do it. But I feel like it's more important for us to talk about our services, our the quality of our services, why the customer experience is so great and let the local just kind of be the cherry on top. Sure. The, the way I'd heard it put at one of the presentations before was, you know, give me your value proposition, but you can't use the word local. Exactly. And the same kind of thing. And it's so, hard to do. It, right. Especially. Um, but so when you're when you're talking to folks, you don't lead with the fact that you're local. You lead with um, you know, the, the gigabit or some of the other services you're able to provide. Right. Exactly. And I, I'll tend to just throw out that, you know, for for us not being a co-op, we're, we're you know, family owned and operated right. local business, but immediately go into the fact that, you know, we provide broadband Internet voice. Um, security, all these services and and talk about, you know, these are services that we're providing in our rural communities that some of our neighboring um, communities that are much larger than we are don't have access to. And that's one of the things that we're really, really proud of. And I love the idea of almost like a a tap room or, you know, uh, free samples of internet that you've got where they can come try the different speeds and see it. I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. Now, so we talked about the first impression when somebody walks in, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're getting that first impression. We talked about, you know, what you're talking um, to them about. But what was what was key, I think, to your presentation yesterday was a follow up. And I think you call it a two plus two plus two. Right. And maybe there was another two or a half. And, yeah, a half we, in we've there. kind of and added a fourth two to that. Sure. Yeah. So we just uh, and, and we we take each follow up in a little bit different um, approach. But, yeah, we, we call it our two plus two plus two. And so we follow up at the, the two days after the sale, two weeks after the sale and uh, two months after the sale. And in some cases, we've started following up two years after the sale. Um, I but, knew there was 
there's another two in there. Somewhere. Yeah, we that's something we've kind of recently added. But the two day follow up, the thing that we do there is um, that's an opportunity for the um, the sales rep to follow up with the customer by email. Just a quick thank you for coming in. Thank you for purchasing with us. We also include links to our Facebook page and to our Google Plus page. And we ask the customer to take an opportunity to share their experience. Um, give us a review on Facebook or Google Plus so that they can share that experience with others. We follow up two weeks afterwards with a handwritten thank you note. Um, that's an opportunity for the, the sales rep again to say thank you. Uh, they'll include a card if they need to get back in contact with them. And a lot of times we'll drop in a referral card so that they can refer a friend and get them out the free service. Then we follow up again um, at the two month mark and that's done with a phone call. And the, one of the, the main reasons that we do that is after the customers had the service for two months, they've really had an opportunity to use the service and it gives us an opportunity to get back in and see if there's anything that we need to do a little bit better, anything that we need to correct. <clears throat> like whenever I was talking yesterday about the, the Wi-Fi 101 videos, um, you know, it, they've, they've used the, the wireless internet service and maybe they're not getting coverage in the, the bedrooms, but they've got great coverage in the living room or, you know, something's not, they're trying to, to download Netflix on, on several different devices and they're getting some buffering and that's an opportunity once they've used the service to say, well, you know what, maybe we should go ahead and bump you up to the high, higher package that we talked about that you may need, or maybe we need to talk about the managed Wi-Fi service and get you a little bit better wireless coverage in your house. Um, and if things are going great, awesome. Let us know if you need anything. But, um, and then we started adding that final, the two year mark, because some of the services that we've done, some of our security services, managed Wi-Fi services, we've asked for a two year commitment, um, on those products and services. And we like to check in just before the two year mark, um, just to see if there's anything else that we need to do for the customer. If we need to talk about doing some equipment upgrades, getting ready to renew an agreement, anything like that. And it just is that, that one more touch point with the customer. Sure. And there are a couple of things I'd like to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Um, cause the two day, uh, we'll talk about that first. So Google reviews is something I know when uh, one of the presentations yesterday was on digital marketing right. and there aren't a lot of folks it didn't seem like in the room paying a whole lot of attention or giving a whole lot of time to things like those Google reviews. But sure. we know that customers, some customers, particularly some demographics of customers are going to give that a lot of weight. What kind of uh, success have, have y'all seen and, and what do you, um, you know, getting those, you obviously just want the good Google reviews, right? but what kind of opportunities is that presented and, and why do you feel like that's important at that two-day checkup to try to, you know, encourage folks to do that? Actually, we, we haven't had much success when getting people to go to Google to leave the reviews, but we've had good success. Folks will actually click on that Facebook link, and they'll okay. give us reviews on Facebook. We oh. get much more on Facebook than we do on Google. Okay. And, um, and, and we like it on Facebook just as much as we do on Google. Um, whenever a customer comes back and, and leaves a review, they get the opportunity to give us on a, a one- to five-star rating. And they have the opportunity to write a little note, whether it be, you know, great customer service or something maybe that they weren't so so pleased with. Sure. Um, we never take a review down. And whether it's a good review or a bad review, we look, as a, look at it as an opportunity for us to um, interact with the customer again in somewhat of a public forum. If it's a good uh, review... We go ahead as a company, we like that review and we make a comment and we say, you know, if, if you came and gave us a review and said, YK has great customer service and, I, you know, I love my broadband internet, 
we come back and say, thanks for the re- review, Andy. We think you're an awesome customer and, you know, we hope that you're enjoying it. Just, you know, just another little touch point there. If it's something that the customer writes that, you know, maybe they give us three stars or uh, something and they make a little comment about something that didn't go so well, we like to address that there um, in comments on Facebook so that folks can see that we're not just leaving a, a bad review to sit. It's something that, you know, we want to get in there, we want to take care of, and, and we want everyone to see how quickly we respond to it. Because that's a major opportunity that you wouldn't have had a few years ago. You know, Absolutely. You, you would be able to correct their problem, but you wouldn't have people be able to see it. And right. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely an opportunity there. Going into that two-month uh, checkup, to me, this is key and that y'all do this because so many folks we hear, and you said it yesterday in the presentation, um, I got internet from YK or from, uh, you know, wherever, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then their internet sucks, right. you know, as you said yesterday. Um, and so many times it has nothing to do with the service that you're providing. Right. It's the choice they made to pick it and then how they're using it. So that two-month um, is such a good opportunity, and I'm sure y'all run into that all the time, that, as you said, they're blaming you because they put the Wi-Fi router out in the garage exactly. and they can't get it in the front, you know, the front bedroom of the house. Right. And that's in the the thing about it is, is that they're coming to us as the technology experts and and, you know, we need to get away from that mindset of, well, the, the service, we're delivering the service to the home, to the premise and anything beyond that is out of our hands. And that's why we developed the managed Wi-Fi service and some of those other other things, and like the Wi-Fi 101 um, educational tools, just so that uh, you know we need to be those experts and we need to do what we can to create the ultimate wireless experience for the customer. So it just it makes sense. Well, that's fantastic. So far, I have seen Russell give uh, presentations at two different conferences, never been disappointed, and uh, I've enjoyed this as well. Uh, Before we wrap up, is there anything else you wanted to add or or throw in either about the rebrand, about customer service, anything else we didn't get to that you wanted to talk about? I just, I I guess the thing that I keep telling folks is I feel like so many times, you know, a lot of us are small companies and we're working with limited staff and we're trying to do everything that we can. And I feel like a lot of times we get in the mode to where um, we're trying to patch things. Let's let's take this model that we've always worked with and, and let's let's tweak this a little bit or let's add this on to make it work. And looking back at our rebranding and the way that we did that, I think the only way that we made that happen was to completely step back and look at the big picture. And that's what I remember making the comment to our general manager saying, hey, if we're going to rock this boat, let's just flip it over. And wow. so, you know, I think we just as, as marketers and as leaders in our, our industry and for our company, sometimes, you know, you've got to be open to constructive criticism. You've got to be open to outsiders coming in and, and making suggestions and things that we may not see because we're in it on a day to day basis. But just being able to step back and and quit holding on to the models that we've always used and and let's let's look at the big picture of of you know what it's going to take to change to to make this work the way it needs to for the customer sure and just curious uh what was the overall time frame how long to do from start to finish on that rebrand how long you know it's one of those things there's a lot of work that goes on obviously before folks start to see that new logo and brand out there how how what was the time frame start to finish on all that i'd say total you know from the 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 time that i started identifying and and really thinking about it i'd say the whole thing took about two years Um, but beyond that there were some things obviously that i was working on in the background but we uh received the dba 
in July of 2014. Um, on September 1st, 2014 is when we drew the line in the sand and said, today we're YK Communications and we, you know, we embrace the rebrand and move forward from that point. So, um, you know, there was kind of that, that four or five months that we were really in crunch time to, to get everything updated. But I had worked on pieces for months in advance sure. just to kind of have ready and to, to work ahead on things. So that's kind of a rough timeline of what it took for us. Sure. And even if it takes closing down half of the building and moving everything, rearranging everything, sounds like it's certainly been worth it. So We did. And, and it was. Like I said, I can't imagine going back. Fantastic. Well, Russell, thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been another episode of Story Connect Podcast. Our guest today uh, was Russell Kotcher, president of YK Communications in uh, Texas. And uh, we've got a couple of other episodes that I'll be recording here at the TSTCI conference in Austin. Uh, but Russell, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Andy. And uh, I'm your host, Andy Johns. Thank you again for listening. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.